Less chatter than Felisa gaining. Increasing speed. You are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 142 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, along with two of my co-hosts and two special reoccurring guests. Reoccurring? JD's been a reoccurring guest. Spencer's here for the first time, so let's go ahead and introduce everyone. We have Devin, the Xbox ambassador, who has not been sent a Series X to preview for some reason. I think it might have been lost in the mail, so we can expect... Oh, or have you, indeed. Um, And then we have Mike, who's obviously the most... Ah, the non-disclosure <laughs> acclamation. Then we've got Mike, who is obviously the most athletic of us all. He was labeled that by someone in EA Play that, for some reason, that was just... I think it's because he couldn't remember your name, but so he just titled you as the most athletic. Um, the funny thing is, is that he still doesn't know it. It's, that is probably true, so... But I was, I was told... I was told I had a dad bod, so between dad bod and most athletic, I think I would have taken most athletic. And then we're here with JD, yeah. who's our Bioware ambassador. Bioware, yeah, let's just call you a Bioware ambassador. That works. So anytime there's any type of Bioware news, JD will be on to share. And we have a special guest, Spencer. Spencer's here because... Spencer, why are you here? Did we talk about why you were here? Because <laughs> you're awesome. And you said, can I come on? And we're like, sure. Because I like you guys, and... Uh... I play anime video games that just got released, you know. It's true. And cool. since none of us play them, we will have figure we have someone on that would talk about them because you know, sometimes you just you can't play anime video games when you have little kids around or your wife's around because then they start looking at you like, "What hey. on earth are you playing?" It's like, "What and is I this?" To, I had to do research for this. I had to look up what a waif, waifu is or what, a waifu? A waifu. A waifu? I didn't know that one. So, uh, yes, you can tell that I'm obviously someone who plays these a lot. I am super excited for you to, like, break down for everyone, like, what a waifu is and how many waifus you've gained while playing Genshin Impact. So, I'm excited for this conversation. Is this something you're allowed to Google without, like, triggering? No, like, don't don't Google it, man. Like, yeah, just... Yeah, I Googled it, but, uh, yeah, it's not... Don't don't Google it on Bing, that's for sure. Don't Google it on Bing. You'll be safe. All right. So this is the Freelancer Codex. We are episode 142. And I would like to, first of all, thank all of our patrons that have been uh, supporting us for a really long time. It's the beginning of the month. So if you want to jump in into our Patreon to support us, you would get access to a couple things. For only $1 a month, that's like 25 cents an episode. That's a pretty good value, I would think. You can kick that our way if you are able to. If you're not able to, don't feel any pressure to do that. You can just, you know, like everyone else, we let's try and get through this pandemic. And if you can't kick it our way, you can go ahead and do that. You'll get access to pre-show whenever we're able to record pre-show and we don't have audio issues. And you'll get access to our Discord. Um, you don't have to pay to get access to our Discord. Our, our Discord is actually completely free. You can come in there and you can get yelled at for misspelling things by our moderator, Cags, who's always pretty good about doing that. All right. So we'd like to yeah. thank Julius, Nathan B., Michael R., Trent B., Man and Steel, Scout69, Dragonheart76, Jeffrey H., The Gameplay Experience, and RZ. We really appreciate your support for all of these months. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So, I think we should jump into it. Since Mike's left, let's go ahead and kick it over to Mike, and that'll give us the awkward silence of, um, you know, him not being here. I mean, he here. should really fix his camera, like that that top, you know, the green screen that's not quite to the top of his screen is <laughs> it's kind of driving me crazy. But <laughs> Is it really tripping you out that there's, like, a whole gap yeah, in like, there? Yeah, I'm like, is there something wrong with my video? <laughs> 
All right. So while we're waiting on Mike and we have a uh, special a hello to Spencer and Spencer's wife. Um, She's going for a run. She needs something in here. Go ahead and grab it. We're, we have our first kid. She's grabbing the baby monitor and she can't find it. I don't know. Where to grab find it. Sorry. I think this is Spencer's first time on the show. Never been invited back. Don't worry, Spencer. They keep inviting me back. I have no idea. All right. So let's go ahead and kick this off. Um, So I want to kick it over to Devin. Devin, I'm going to ask you, do you want to jump into the news first or do you want to go over things that we've been doing this week? Like, what is your preference this week? Um, A lot of news, but uh, let's go with what we've been doing. All right, so let's go ahead and start with the news then. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Devin, why don't you kick us off with what you've been doing this week, things you've been playing, things that have been going on. have been working. That's about it. (laughs) I think I played Destiny for maybe 20 minutes on Monday. Um, All right, so I'm going to tell you something. Don't judge me. Okay. I'm getting ready to do just that. Um, My wife was judging me because I got home. It was a long day. And I was watching the Golden Girls on TV, and she's like, what the crap are you doing? I'm like, sometimes you just got to go with the Golden Girls, and um, because it's funny, and they're funny, and (laughs) it's just like nonsense TV that I'm like, I'm too tired to do anything. I'm going to go to bed soon. But uh, it's also, you know, I like to watch the Hallmark Channel, Um, so. Things that we should admit on a gaming podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I've been doing this week, um, you know, because I haven't really had a chance to play. I'll be playing games tomorrow uh, since I don't have to work, you know, 12 or 14 hours tomorrow. And um... before you <laughs> before you continue on, Devin, let's go ahead and thank uh, Mulehorn over there for hitting us with the raid. I believe they just finished up their show, so they are dropping in. Thanks to Mulehorn Gaming. We dropping appreciate you guys. Raid. Appreciate the raid. Hopefully, it's not like a vault of glass raid where you where we completely die all the time for like two several months. weeks. It was it really two months where we were banging our head against that raid. It, I mean, yeah, it was. It, it took like almost two months. Let's it was a good two months, though. I mean, we we tried First not to like follow jump. any of the guys. Yeah, let's just be oh. honest. There were some there were some weeks in there we couldn't get organized, and I'll be on on the same weekend, so it kind of <laughs> made it longer. And you know, trying to carry Devin through it all was just, me. <laughs> just baggage and just weight. And it was, like it, it was rough. It you was know, rough. I, I think the biggest thing that I hated in the Vault of Glass was that stupid little ledge that, you know, when you jump over to like the little tiny catwalk all the way along the um, that cliff face, there was that tiny little spot you had to jump over or you would just it fall off. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that was probably the worst. That was pretty, you know, that was that was probably the worst. So, anyway, Rusted, what's up? Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for everyone over from Mulehorn Gaming and checking us out. We really appreciate it. This really is a video game podcast, even though Devin's been watching the Golden Girls. But, hey, it's been a really slow week. So, Devin, is there anything else you've been up to besides watching the Golden Girls and catching up with that show that our parents used to watch? Uh, hey, I watched that when I was a kid. Grandparents? Um, grandparents? Yeah, grandparents. It's totally fine. All right. I grew up with three older sisters. So I didn't really get to choose. Uh, Betty White was on that show when she was 70, and that was 27 years ago. Yeah, that was, I was like 11. But no. Yeah, I'm turning 29 uh, next week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm looking forward to playing Destiny. Uh, they got the new event coming out next week for Halloween. 
the last event before the big expansion that Steven's super excited to play with Mike and I, um, because he's super committed to playing games with us. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you heard it here on the internet, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I am super committed as long as you wake up super early in the morning. All right. So, Devin, so you're ready for Destiny, so very cool. So, Spencer, I want to kick it over to you because they're, like, Spencer's on for the sole purpose of explaining this weird game to me. There's been a lot of talk about a game called Genshin Impact. It's something that I would never go and play. It's a free-to-play game. So, we brought Spencer on because he's a master of these types of games for some reason. So, Spencer, I need you to, first of all, like, first of all, explain to us what Genshin Impact is and then kind of give us kind of your 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 high level overview like should we play it is this a game that everyone should play is this a game that only a few select people that actually know what a waifu is should play so go ahead and hit us with your uh your quick review of the game wow okay um okay guys so genshin impact is essentially an open world game but think of it more as like i don't know if you guys have played breath of the wild but this is what everyone's comparing it to right um, but it's like a mobile game, had a marriage with Breath of the Wild, open world game, and they're mixed together. Uh, do you guys know what a gotcha game is? I don't know yeah. if you know this. Yes. So essentially it's a gotcha game, but then they took the Breath of the Wild formula and just smashed it together. And I think some things work and some things don't work. Uh, anyway, it's actually surprisingly robust and, you know, you don't have to um necessarily pay a lot of money to have a good experience i actually was really down on it i was in the discord and i was talking to steve and some other people and i was like this is just like candy crush pooped all over breath of the wild and that's it right and i was really frustrated with it at first and you know it's a chinese game uh the localization isn't great the characters are incredibly annoying you have like okay if everyone hates uh, Navi, right, from the original Zelda. Or Karina He's like, time. hey, listen, hey, listen, hey, listen. You <laughs> have someone like, you have someone like this. I think her name's, I don't even really know her name. Her name's Payman or Pyman or something. And she is the most frustrating, like, annoying thing. And she's talking to you for 20 minutes to an hour straight about all the tutorial stuff at the beginning. <laughs> and it's so hard to get through. But if you can get through that, there is a good game here. Now, um, I warn you, like, it's Breath of the Wild is anime, but not n- nowhere near the scale of anime that, uh, that Genshin Impact is. And now, it's cool. It's amazing. Like, the, the art's awesome. It's really, really fun to play, and the mechanics of the game are actually surprisingly cool. But the mobile stuff that kind of comes into this is a little bit predatory if you want to spend more time playing it. If you just want to play 10, 20 hours... I, I would recommend this game, actually. I didn't think I would like it, and I know I sound kind of down on the game, but you can go have a free-to-play experience and run around this gorgeous world um, for free for 20 to 30 hours without paying a cent. And you can play longer because this is a PvE game. This isn't necessarily something that is going to make you, you know, have to compete with someone. You're just competing with yourself and then the enemy's there. But I think their their game plan is to get their hooks in you. And then as time goes on, you just won't be able to be powerful enough unless you do the gotcha systems and you want the higher tier characters. 
All this being said, my first role, I did get a five-star character, so maybe that's why I'm uh, <laughs> maybe that's why I'm sticking with it. But uh, it's I got like one of the best characters in the game, and I and it was all free. So anyway, it's think of think of like a gotcha game, beautiful anime art style, Breath of the Wild mixed together. There's climbing in it. There's a stamina system. The mechanics are similar, but there's numbers and there's a lot more RPG mechanics and gotcha systems about leveling up, having tons of inventory, stuff like that. But it's, I would recommend this. I would actually recommend this to anyone who, you know, wants to check it out. It might not be for you. Where are you playing it? So I'm playing on PC and mobile. I tested it on both because they're cross-save, which is surprising. Uh, Mobile is only touchscreen, so you can only use touch controls, but I I used a third-party app and hooked it up to controller. Um, but you can play that in your bed before you go into sleep, and then you can hop on the PC, get all the waifu action you could ever want. Um, yeah, that's, that's, we're not here to promote that. That's weird. <laughs> okay, so I looked up waifu. No, please don't. No, 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 no I, I'm right. interested <laughs> in Spencer's deep dive into the waifu uh, subculture. It, I didn't know what it was because people online were talking about this. But basically, all Google says is that it's a fictional female character from a non-live-action visual media, typically anime, who one is attracted to. So there's a bunch <laughs> of girls in this game and guys. There's not only girl Whoa. characters, right? Mm-hmm. But now we know you why can... you're playing this game. <laughs> it's all, it's the all truth comes out. I mean, but... Cort- Cortana would be Devin's waifu, so I mean, that's kind of like... Yes. what. So hey, you can tell, like, this game is geared towards the mobile market. It's going to do super well. Like it's already a huge success. So it's kind of interesting, but don't be afraid of it because it's not just a waifu game. It's an, it's, there's a good game there. If you want to try it out, I would say, give it a shot. All right. Very cool. Spencer, we appreciate the review and teaching us something that, you know, I mean, this is, it's something that we just would not have talked about on the podcast, but it's been showing up everywhere. Like I'm actually really surprised by the amount of coverage that it's getting by major outlets that this game is kind of like taken off. And, and like you said, are we though? Are we? Um, I, I am surprised. Yes. I'm, I'm surprised. Yes, I am surprised. So Spencer, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Whoever is hitting their desk, I'm going to come over. I'm going to punch you right in the nads. Um, <laughs> Whoa, so aggressive and hostile. <laughs> audio Great. issues, man. All right, and if that's everything for you, Spencer, no, um, JD, should we jump over to you? What have you been up to? Uh, well, not much. Um, you know, I've uh, been doing more and more school stuff. Um also been uh, getting ready to upgrade my office and such. Uh, you know, uh, just ordered a new desk. Uh, I'm going to probably post some uh, class posters on my back wall here or something. Um, been playing The Outer Worlds, which is, um, you know, I've been playing it on PC. And it's a lot of fun. I started playing it, um, you know, shortly after uh, some stuff happened last year. And I uh, never got around to finishing it. And the DLC had just come out, uh, so I picked that one back up and playing it on PC, but having a great time. Um, I have Star Wars Squadrons preloaded and ready to go um, for when, when it comes out tonight or whenever it unlocks, so I'm looking forward to that. But aside from that, you know, just uh, hanging around, uh, uh, 
taking it easy, uh, well, not really taking it easy, um, doing what I normally do and just uh, uh, taking it easy when I can. <laughs> so doing pretty good. Very cool. Mike, what have you been up to? So, fellas, I am smack dab in the middle of a moral dilemma, right? And it's a strange moral dilemma, but a moral dilemma nonetheless. I need some coaching, right? So, and Devin can probably relate to this because I think Devin shares my plight. And Stephen, if you would ever play games with us, you would share my plight as well, all right? So this is my plight. And it happens every night. Every time I want to start a fight, it just I just can't get it right. Okay? So what happens is, is that Saken and Shadowkeep have come to Xbox Game Pass. And I can play Forsaken and Shadowkeep there for free, right? Because it's on Game Pass. And I'm playing and I'm having a good time. But man, those load times, they just bug me. <laughs> I cannot get with those load times. Plus, then I'm taking the, the main TV from my family because that's where the Xbox is set up. I got my nice, sweet PC set up. Got my comfy headphones. I got my nice chair. This is like my zone now where I set up by my PC, but I can't do Forsaken and Shadow Keep. Cross save is great because stuff transfers a little bit, but main campaign stuff I can't do. So do I pull the trigger on stuff that I already have in a place where I can play it for free just to play it on my on my PC? Man, I don't know what to do. It is some crazy stuff. Yeah, a little over a month left before uh, you know the expansion comes out. So Yeah, I'm aware, Devin. I'm <laughs> aware. Okay? And then just buy I it buy on your it? PC, you'll be fine. Oh, but it costs money. Money yeah, that support the money that my, right? money that my CFO really has not has not allotted me yet. Well, go mow some lawns. <laughs> does, does, does your Game Pass on Xbox not transfer over to PC? No, not not yet. It's not till next year where they have it on where they make it for PC. Oh, yeah. So because oh, right now on PC, Destiny is only on Steam, but oh. eventually next year it'll be on Xbox Game Pass. All right, because yeah. I I just uh, I. I I was just wondering because I've been playing uh, the Master Chief Collection on my PC in the last week. I didn't have to yeah. buy it because I signed in to the thing. So, huh? Yeah, that I transfers. That transfers. <laughs> yep. Weird. I think if that's, I were in your shoes, Mike, if I were in your shoes, I would wait until the new stuff comes out next month, and I would buy the new stuff. Because if you buy Forsaken and Shadowkeep now, like, what's the what's the cost on that DLC? Forty dollars, I think, to get both of them, or uh, something like that. Yeah. So if you buy both Plus of them the now, because I got to think about the season past. That's how they get me. That's right. But if how they get me, like save your money, get beyond light. Is that what it's called? Beyond light is the next one that's coming out in November. Um, during the time yeah. of every other game that's going to be coming out in November. Gonna, and then that's going to launch. Yeah. Because really like anything that comes out in that expansion is going to surpass anything that you do from now until then. So, so except that, except that story, story right so you got to get the story so I, you got to get caught up on story but then but then with the season pass you can see all the rewards that you're passing and not getting as you level up on the free tier versus like owning the season pass tier and i'm like this is not okay 
look at all this stuff I'm just leaving on the shelf. So there's like, a I mean, marketer for me. Like I purchased that like months ago and just never played it and picked it up until like three weeks ago when Mike started playing Destiny Two again and got me back into playing it. Yeah, there's a marketing professional at Bungie that's like, ha sucker, I got them. I just have to show them what they're missing, and then they're going to have to go buy the season pass. Exactly. Pay me and it's bonus. frustrating because they know I'm going to do it, right? It's like, it's just when do I do it? Do you I, did it just now, I didn't you? Do I torture myself? You're, like looking, at, you're no. looking at the Steam page right now, aren't you? I'm not, I'm not right now. I'm not currently. See if it's on sale. That happens. That happens later in the show. This it's funny because I'll put the DLCs in my cart and then I can't pull the trigger, but then I you know put them back in like the next time and it's just frustrating. So anyway, that's what I'm going through. I hope other people are feeling the same way I am because then that means I'm not alone and I'm no, like ev- feeling like I'm alone. You, no, ev- alone. everyone else. Yeah, everyone else has already bought it, <laughs> so you are alone. Oh, thanks, guys. This yep, is not a are. safe place. I thought this was a safe place. It's not. My suggestion <laughs> is don't buy it, but I mean, just wait till November and then spend that money there. And then what? Well, like, and like then, if we if not, we think about and then it, not play with you in November. <laughs> yeah, don't. I'm not going to play Destiny with you guys anymore anyway, so you don't have to worry about that. But because there, and here's the problem I have with Destiny, and um, some people in the chat will probably be able to tell us this: that a lot of the a lot of the content is getting sunset and going into their content vault. So how much of the money would you be spending right now for that content that's going to go into the vault? Because I like, there's no way none for me to know. Okay, so none of the stuff that you would buy with Forsaken and Shadowkeep would be going into the vault. Correct. Are yeah, you all sure? All the stuff that is going, yeah, because they, they they have it up. Bungie has it up on their page. The stuff that's going in the vault. There are planets that you rarely visit, right? And and I don't think you visit them at all in the current DLC. Not that I've gone to. Everything now is the Dreaming City and the Tangled Shore. Um, so, so yeah, all that stuff is is being banked anyway, which which makes sense to me. As I was reading up and and reading what they were putting into the into the vault, it makes a lot of sense, right? It's stuff you don't go to anymore. It's stuff that clutters up your navigation page, um, and so it, it makes a lot of sense for me that way. I'm okay with that. Um, and it and and it's not stuff that I've spent money on recently. Yeah. Well, I I hope you figure out your dilemma. Um, we are probably of no help for you to like actually figure you're not. out what you're you terrible. should do. You guys are like the worst. I shouldn't have even come here with my problem tonight because you helped me in zero ways. I have I'll fix your problem. I actually you feel worry. less. I'll fix have, your problem. I have less help than what I started with. I have more problems. I have to now go find a safe place to vent. And share all of my woes and all of my deepest, most inner place. thoughts. The mm-hmm. internet is not safe. You lying, <laughs> you lying person. The internet is a toxic, violent. You can say whatever you want, especially on Reddit. Switch. That, that oh, is yeah. the safest place on the internet. <laughs> all right. So, so real quick, I'll go into things that I have been doing because really, this is the most important stuff. So, I, I also oh, have a moral it's all dilemma. About you, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. I think that's um, the most important thing we can take away from all of this. So my moral <laughs> dilemma is that I have three kids and they're super messy and teaching kids to clean up after themselves is a super big pain, right? And I get that like, hey, your room's messy, like clean it up, please, before you play games and all that stuff. And then I guess I didn't realize until it extended into my VR headset home space because if 
like with my VR headset, you open up and you launch into like a virtual room, right? And you can set up your virtual room. You can set up all like, hey, these are my games. They go on this wall. There's a bunch of virtual stuff in the Windows headset thing. Like it's it's an actual house that you can traverse. There are couches. There are um, fake plants. Like, I mean, I guess, I guess everything's fake, but you know what I mean. They don't require digital water to grow. So I was like, okay, like this will be my place. I set it up. I put the things up there. So when I want to play VR, I can jump in and all my games right there on the wall. So the other day, because I got, so I, I have a copy of Star Wars um, Squadrons right now, um, provided by Andrew Wilson from EA. Thanks, Andrew. I really appreciate it. Um, so I go in to go play VR and I walk into my digital house and my digital house looks like um, a complete mess, right? So in 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 the in the VR headset you can make any object bigger or smaller so i go to see my normal couch is like the size of a four story building like all my games have been hidden around this space like i don't understand like like i get you know you're not going to put your stuff back here but why do you have to mess up my digital house kids like why do you come in here and have to mess this up also like it's not that big of a deal i can push you a couple buttons and launch my games but it's like you're they're even encroaching on my digital space and it's really frustrating for me so, so real quick, kids I have are the worst. Like really I don't know if anybody, they are. I mean, they're just, they're just the worst. It makes you wonder, like, why we had them in the first place. Um. So, well, I can of... tell you why. So that's so that kind of circles back to Spencer's thing about the waifus. Um, so let me tell you something, Steve. That's all coming. Together. So when a when a boy and a girl love each other very much, right? what is this love you oh, speak boy. of? All right. So you I gotta was... play Captain Impact to know. I will go download it right now, and I will play Genshin Impact in VR and get that experience that yeah, way. Yeah, don't don't do that. There's no, a whole another. I'm so in there. There's a right marketing now. agent going. Yeah, I got him. I got him now. Oh, it's not easy. Like anyway, so we can talk about we can talk about like the Steam adult page like for a really long time. So I was playing Star Wars Squadrons, and I'm just gonna give my like um, overall impressions. Like I got to play for about 45 minutes today. Um, after I got the game. So these are just like top level impressions. I might put together a review depending on like how much I enjoy the game. So I played for the 45 minutes in VR with a headset, with a controller. I don't have access to a yoke and stick and all that fun stuff. That would be really cool um, because that would be a fun way to play that game. But um, we had talked previously about um, about playing this game in VR. Scout is our vr enthusiast in the discord and loves to talk about vr and everything and he's got the very cool setup and knows all this stuff so i was like okay normally i don't get that motion sick when i go on like roller coasters and stuff so i can handle most of this stuff like flying a, <laughs> flying a tie me, fighter let, before in steven VR, goes on let me tell some let me tell you something about steven growing up okay <laughs> let me tell you something about steven if anybody was gonna get sick anywhere it was steven right like like that's just what he do so don't let him fool you he carry on all right so um <laughs> playing around in vr like a couple cool things like the story like ah uh, devin should i spoil the story i guess everyone's gonna play the story in like the first five minutes i think so far the story is very don't, do it. don't spoil it okay i will talk about the story next time after people have had a chance to play it um yeah i'll do that we won't spoil it good job mike all right so playing yeah, in vr flying around a tie fighter and x-wing i think the controls are interesting it is 
it's not so much like a flight simulator. I don't think there's enough complexity to the game to like consider it a simulator, especially after getting like Microsoft Flight Simulator earlier this year. I mean, that is full-on simulation. Like, you could sit down with a PDF file open, and you could learn to fly a 747. Like, it's that's that level of simulator. This is not that. This is, it's like if you, it's more Forza Horizon, you know, arcade-y. I, and I think I like that better than if it was full simulator. Because I think simulators are fun, and they're cool, and they definitely have their market, but I don't think they have mass appeal. Like, I think Forza Horizon has way more appeal than just to, like the regular Forza games, just because it's a little bit more arcadey. You can get into an Austin Martin 117 and you can go jump 152 feet into the air and you can land it and you can be fine. So, one of the things about squadrons is you have control of sending power to either your lasers, your shields, or the speed of your craft. And you can kind of um, say, hey, I'm going to be shooting. I want to give more power over to my guns, and that gives you more power, but that also decreases your maneuverability, decreases your shields, and vice versa. So you have those three systems that you get to play with. Um, I I don't know how much I like that system, because like when you're in the middle of a dogfight, it's, like, it's one of those things that you kind of have to tell yourself, oh, yeah, I can do this now. Let me cycle my shields up if I'm getting attacked. Like I think combat's too frenetic to want to worry about that right now and again this is just high level impression so as i play more and as i get into the dogfight mode and the other modes i'll probably i might change my opinion on this but and again this is all in vr so i have the added benefit of one of the one of the cool things is like hey i know that there's this tie fighter over here on the right you can just look over and you're like okay i can see them i can see where they're going so you do get an advantage playing in vr that way if you can keep your lunch down while you're spinning so yeah like if if you're on the x plane and you're just flying and you can like turn left turn right your ship doesn't automatically spin on you and that's very easy to handle in vr but once you get into a fight and you've got ships going all over you and you need to go down and then you bank left and you turn around and then you got to spin and then you got to stop. And s- like I-, I could feel my body just getting sick as I was playing. And there's things that you can I'm do to combat that. You're talking. I mean, I yeah. could play some video that I captured of me doing that and that might help also. But I, I did have fun in those two matches, although the enemy AI is really dumb. Like it's like stupid easy to attack the enemies they were not difficult at all um this was just on the normal pilot setting um yeah so rusted says no last starfighter special attack for you no the death blossom is something that i would not be able to handle um at that time (laughs) i would just close my eyes hit the button and wait for the ship to stop spinning so i i enjoyed the 45 minutes i played in vr because i think one of the coolest things is just sitting in the cockpit in vr And being able to look around and see that, oh, this is an X-Wing. I can look back and I can see my astromech behind me. I wish I had a set that had like um, finger tracking or I didn't have to use a controller. But I would love to just like be able to push all the buttons in the X-Wing cockpit. Um, The TIE Fighter cockpit isn't as interesting. I don't know if there's just not a lot of things happening um, in a TIE Fighter. They've got some weird buttons and weird like ball things hanging from stuff. Um, it was just kind of weird that, you know, there's a bunch of balls inside so, the ball that you're flying around. So, no, so no what you would guys. like to do, what you would like to do is sit in the cockpit, push all the buttons, and you wonder why your kids messed up your virtual house? 
So when you say it like that, Mike, it kind of makes more sense in my head why they would do that. So <laughs> I appreciate you pointing that out, but it, it doesn't change the fact that, you know, don't make my couch the size of a four-story building. So I, I'm excited to play more. However, I will not be playing more in VR. Um, I think in a PvP situation, I would just get way too sick in order to like be competitive in that space. So I'm going to play it more just normal with the controller on my screen and see how that goes. Like so far, like well, I won't talk about the story, but I'm excited to play more. I'm excited to see like, you know, where the story goes and what the legs on a game like this will be. Because the main mode is the five versus five. You pick your class and it's very mobile-like back and forth. And those games are very niche. And granted, they're niche for like a huge group of people that love MOBAs. I don't know how it's going. I don't know what kind of legs it's going to have in the future. So I'll be interested to see like what they do there. All right. Um, next up. So I've also been playing more Hades. That's... um quickly solidifying itself as my game of the year like no question like i don't think there's anything that has come close yet to hades and as much as i love the control dlc from this year like and and i love control people know i love control like hades is an amazing game that i think everyone should play and everyone should play it and if you don't play it like come talk to me maybe i'll buy it for you no don't do that there's a lot of people that will probably be asking me all right and then we'll talk I'm, about uh, i'm not i'm not playing it steve all right, um, Spencer, expect a, a message in your in your email. All right, so I'll talk okay. about Godfall a little bit later when we talk about the news, but we've talked a lot about the stuff that we've been doing, and I'm excited to play more Squadrons later in this week and give full impressions maybe next week. So, All right, so shall we jump into the news here? Is that something that we should do? You know what we should do? We should have Keanu bring us into the news. So good. That's not Keanu. That's Justin. All right. I gotta talk to you about something. Extra, extra, this just in. We have a correspondent on the street, JD, who follows all things Bioware. Um, JD, what is the latest on the Bioware front, if you don't mind breaking it down for us? Well, uh, as of right now, the uh, big news story that's been uh, reoccurring for off and on for the last couple of years, but a lot during the last couple of months has been the stories or well, the rumors surrounding the uh, Mass Effect original trilogy remaster. Um, and yeah, there's a, there's been a lot of rumors uh, saying that, you know, like it was, it's coming up soon. It's coming up uh, in November. It's coming up in October. Uh, it's coming in 2020. Now it's coming in 2021. And it's been talked about here and there for a good while now. Um, but the rumors have really been picking up steam as of late. Um, because of store postings uh, saying that it's coming out this time. Uh, there was even a store in UK where people were pre-ordering it and getting physical receipts for it. Uh, these have since been refunded. Um, but now people are saying that Mass Effect Legendary Edition, uh, which is what they're calling it, has been pushed back to 2021, supposedly because Bioware is improving uh, Mass Effect 1. They felt the need to improve it uh, to bring it up to the quality of Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3, which is something a lot of people have requested of a remake, which is very promising. However, it's been delayed to 2021, according to rumors. Um, apparently, though, and a lot of people are not super happy about this, 
is that uh, according to these same rumors, Mass Effect 3 multiplayer will not be part of the remastered bundle uh, because apparently the, the word is that EA does not want to spend money on a multiplayer service because then that's like live service money or something like that. So uh, that's a bit of a disappointment for uh, fans of the series like myself. Uh, Mass Effect 3 multiplayer is still some of my favorite multiplayer. Uh, I still uh, really enjoy it. I haven't played it in a couple of years, but it was easily one of the best things and something that I hope they emulate and potentially bring to Anthem. Um, did anybody have, uh, anybody here uh, care about any of that? Uh, oh. Anybody oh, yeah. in the trilogy? <laughs> I totally care about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so this means a lot to me. Does, does anybody else care? Uh, this has been your Bioware reporter talking about all things Bioware. I nobody cares about it though. No, I think it's funny that you. I think it's funny that you said that uh, EA doesn't care about live service money. That was uh, that was very funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah, dude, I'm so hyped for this, Steven, If you want me to play Hades, I want you to play Mass Effect Remaster. I will buy you the Mass Effect Remaster if, if you get me Hades. We could do a swap. <laughs> It's that good. And I know that you haven't played the original trilogy, so this is something that you need to do. Um, That's not a great indication. I actually have played um, Mass Effect 1. Um, I didn't play it to completion, but I played Mass Effect 1, and I was like, yeah, I was like, why do people like this? Like, I don't understand. Like, everyone says this (laughs) is, like, one of the best series ever. They're all a bunch of liars, so. And that was a while ago, so. I got onto a planet, fell into some lava. It was great. One is so rough. One is so rough. Here's the cool thing about this this, uh, remaster. is because they're saying that they're working on Mass Effect 1, right? Which needs the most work. And they're also saying that it's not coming to Switch. So in my mind, it means that this is more of a remaster or more of an overhaul than um, what was originally reported. I don't know necessarily what that means. But if they're working more, if if they're delaying it for Mass Effect 1 to be more polished, that's a good thing in my book. And maybe it would convince Steven to... Enjoy those stories. Hey, you don't have to, but uh, they're the best. All, but if I did play Mass Effect, it would take away time from playing Hades. And like, so if you played Mass Effect <laughs> 1, 2, and 3 to completion, like how many hours are we talking? 90, 120 hours if you did all three of sure. them? About 75 if you don't do any side quests. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. So that's 75 hours of Hades I could be playing. Yeah. Um, that's true. I have time, you Devin. I got all 80s, kinds of right? You can't just play one game for the rest of your life, Steven. I should come over and slap you right in the face. Like, no, like the waifu episode. I'm so sorry. No, I just want to. I just want to point out the hypocrisy of Devin over here. Devin's like, hey, what have you been? What have you been playing this week? Ah, you know, Halo again for the 47th time. Hey, what are you playing this week? I don't know. Halo ODST again. So I don't want to hear it from oh, you, Devin. I don't want to hear it from you. Well, I guess, well, I guess when you put it that way, though, you have like six games in the Halo series that you can replay. But um, yeah, you you at least have six games on rotation, and, and it's probably filling that void in your heart that Infinite um, has been delayed. So I apologize that we have to bring that up again. I'll get you next year. Right? Next yeah. year, next year's gonna be different. Next year, I'll just be like, I don't know, what are you playing again? Uh, another Halo game, so that'll be good. I'm playing Halo Infinite, dude. And Battlefield, right. and you know. And then uh, the only other thing, 
the only other thing happening in the world of Bioware is just, uh, uh, so uh, any of uh, the, there's supposed to be some kind of September blog post for Anthem that was delayed until next month. Uh, so that's, that's basically it. Uh, yeah. Very cool. That's, JD, that's I've done my job. All right, JD, I appreciate it. We'll uh, let's see, let's see what the what the um, soundboard thinks about your uh, reporting. Nope, not that one. That's like fourteen minutes long. Get out! There you go. That's what the soundboard thinks. (laughs) Um, All right. So I, when I was putting together the show notes, there was not a lot of news going on. Um, One of the big stories was like Yakuza Like a Dragon has been their launch has been pushed up to the tenth. So. If you like Yakuza, I know JD is a Yakuza fan. Um, I'm guessing because Spencer likes waifus, he's a Yakuza fan also. Because, you know, you get your waifu going on in Yakuza. No, there definitely is. I've heard lots of reports of people in their waifus. I love Yakuza. I love Yakuza. I think you guys just like saying the word. So the funny thing about this game, right? The internet, the safe place to go um, when you want to express (laughs) your feelings and uh, they're like, oh, Xbox paid for a next-gen exclusive, right? So because this Yakuza game is not coming to the PlayStation 5 until like four months after the Xbox, you know, Series X. So it's coming to the PlayStation 4, right? It's coming to current-gen plus next-gen, just not to PlayStation 5 for four months. And they're like, Xbox paid for a four-month exclusive. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't understand. What What do you guys think about that, Devin? You think there's PlayStation, PlayStation <laughs> believes in generations, okay? So no, no one, don't. no, not a don't single person, hey, hey, not a single person is going to be playing their PS4s come November, whenever 13th it comes 12. out, 12. Not a single person will play their PS4. I mean, generations. I, I don't think it's that. <laughs> I don't think it's you know that complicated of a thing because it's like, like the, this well this Yakuza game has been out since uh, what was it like December of last year in Japan, like it's been out a long time. So it's like it's out. You could like you could pl- you could get a Hong Kong port of uh of well, I, I can't remember the Japanese name Ryuga Gotoku or something like that. Like you could get that uh, Hong Kong port that has English subtitles in it, and it won't be super accurate. But you know, it's already on the PS4, so that's it's, they can't they can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. But um, either well, way, no, I mean, it's already. I mean, you can get it when it comes out. You know, the Western yeah. version will be available on the PlayStation Four, just not on PlayStation Five. Yeah, you know. But so. I'm 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 super excited for this one because uh, one, um, if you're any kind of like fan of anime or any kind of Japanese media, the localization team for the Yakuza series is amazing. They're now using technology that allows them to match up the lip syncing and everything. And then um, I was already a fan of the series. I started with Yakuza Zero, um, but I was even more hyped because um, I, I've taken lessons with this guy. Um, I helped him. Uh, I've helped him out on a couple of occasions. Uh, his name is KG Tank. He's playing the main character in it, uh, and I was just super, super happy for him. Um, and he's because he gets to be in a cast alongside George Takei. Like that's amazing. Uh, that's like some serious like I, like because he was a big fan of Star Trek, or I think at least I think he was. So that must be like a huge get for him. But it's a good game. They're switching to turn-based RPG style gameplay, 
uh, in this West Coast. Sort of the, uh, yeah, because it was a, it was a beat 'em up before, you know, like street ball, well, street brawling, you know, grab uh-huh. a bicycle, hit somebody with it, and now it's turn based. And uh, I'm curious to see how that's going to turn out. But based off of what I've been hearing from like you know Japanese reviews and early previews of the game, it works out really well. So I'm I'm going to be picking this one up and trying to complete it before Cyberpunk 2077 comes out. JD, we- you said the game didn't have a waifu in it, and you're like waifuing out over there. So <laughs> prove me wrong. All right, so that is Yakuza. I did not think that that would spark as much conversation as it did, so that's good. Mike, will you drop us into this next um, story about Destiny, please? Will you explain this to me? Because I'm really confused on all this stuff that's leaving and stuff that's staying. Okay, so this is what's happening, right? So Destiny 2 Beyond Light expansion is coming um, November 10th, right? That's when it drops. At the same time, there are old planets, dated planets, content that isn't played so much. Is it Uranus? (laughs) Might be Uranus. We appreciate you all coming tonight for episode 142 of the Freelancer Codex. We have, we are ending early because Peak we cannot contain our jokes. Topic. Because Michael <laughs> yep. has an old, his his Uranus is old and it needs to be taken back, either cleaned See, or... That doesn't, that doesn't work, man. Like, oh, that's got, not, I, I'm workshopping this on the fly. Like the, the hardest ruined, thing to do, no, the hardest thing stop. to do... You gotta stop. I, I will stop. You gotta stop. Here we go. Here we I go. will stop. Okay, we go. no tangents. New, you go ahead. New content. New content is dropping, and content that doesn't doesn't. I just made up a word. Ah, yes, content the doesn't content. <laughs> content. My favorite that isn't kind being of content. Played as much is being <laughs> vaulted and is being stored like Uranus, which, which really turns in, which really turns into a thirty to forty cent product. Good grief. Percent. 30 to 40% reduction in the game's installation size. Okay. So what that means is that depending on what platform you play, your game file is going to get smaller. Um, so with the current, currently the game takes up 120 gigs on PlayStation 4, 95 gigs on PC, and, 100 and, and 111 gigs on Xbox One. Okay. What it's going to do is it's going to decrease that file size to somewhere between 59 gigs and 71 gigs, depending on your platform. Okay. One of the, um, I guess, maybe not a head scratching moment, but one of the things that needs to take place in order for this to be accomplished is that all Destiny 2 players will have to re-download the entire game. Right, it makes sense. It's not it's not a new game, but it's a different game, right? It's it's a light. Not, I'm not even going to say it's a light version, but it is it is a smaller version of the game that you will have to re-download to play all of the current stuff. So it's going to be smaller on your machines. It's going to be easier on your precious SSDs that get filled really really quick, um, and it's just going to help with load times and everything that that we all seem to care about. Um, there is there they are saying Bungie is saying that you might have the chance to be able to um, download the game 10 hours before it goes live so that you can at least have it ready so you're not wasting a bunch of time um, so so we'll see how that works out because I bet for some people it's gonna work and some people it's not gonna work because that's usually how it goes right um, but this is I don't know if this is exciting news 
But this is news. This is something that's happening. Things are going away. Um, planets that you don't go to anymore are being are being um, put in storage. One of the first things that I did when I got back got back into Destiny Two was go through a a mission sequence. I forget the name. Um, Exodus something. Devin, I don't know if you remember, but really what it was, it was a nice tying up of all of the NPCs that we've dealt with, the vendors on the different planets, kind of hearing their stories and their their kind of their final taking their final bows in the in the lore of Destiny. Some of the characters that are staying, many of which are not staying, many of which are going away and kind of the planets being closed down. This mission sequence had you do, you know, one or two adventure modes, heroic adventures on the said planet, do the strikes on the planets one more time, kind of like a farewell to all these planets that you had to go on. At the end, you ended up getting an exotic out of it, which I guess is cool. Um, and it was kind of neat to interact with these people for the last time. I'm really glad that we're interacting with Failsafe for the last time. because. <laughs> Because that NPC is just just horrible in my mind. Like like it's a strain on my ears to listen to Failsafe speak. Even even the dude from the planet Io. Um, remember his name, um, Devin? He's the one crazy dude with like the one arm and the one uh, robot arm. Goldfinger. Like he bugs. Yeah, he bugs Gold me. Finch. Um. Oh shoot! What's his name? Carl. Um, Carl, Carl Jepsen. It might Mol- be. It might be Carl. Molusk, Moltar. But you know, Asher. N- no, Asher. <laughs> it, it was Asher. Asher. Yeah, Mir. it's Asher. Yeah, it's Asher. Devin, how come you didn't know that? You don't even know your kids' names. You're the worst, man. <laughs> you are the worst. <laughs> anyway, so we. Everybody knows happening. when you have more than one kid, you always mix up their names. Right? It doesn't matter. Especially when he's the middle kid, right? Um, he's not the middle kid. He's the youngest, huh? Easton's the middle. See, I know your kids' names better than you, but I digress. So, <laughs> so yeah. So it's changing. Um, like I said at the onset of the show, I am struggling with with purchasing Beyond Light. Like, am I going to play? Am I not going to play? Obviously, I'm going to play. I like playing games that are free, um, but but we'll see how it goes. So, are you getting so, yeah. a next gen Xbox to play it so you don't have slow loading times? That's the question, right? That is the question. I don't know if I. Cause, cause like, cause like Steve got me playing on PC, so I don't know if I want to go back to Xbox, right? But if that's the only place it's going to be, like, and so, and so, there's lots of choices. And I mean, it's in consider. lots of places, but it'll be yeah, free on Game Pass, right? So exactly, exactly. So, well, once it gets to Game Pass, like, it won't be free on Game Pass once it gets to Game Pass. Or is Beyond, is Beyond like going free to Game Pass? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Oh, that was that was one of the things from the. Yep, that was one of their the big things. Well, then so, there you go. I'm gonna have to get next loading gen, times. Man. So I'm gonna have to drink a lot, a lot more of previews now. about the SSD and the Xbox Series X. Right. I don't yeah. know if you guys have seen this. Have you guys seen this? I have all loading videos. All all the people that got uh, an Xbox Series X and then I didn't get one. Uh, you know, it could be a random guy with like 237 followers on Twitter. And um, I love that you know. find these things, Devin. I, that's like my favorite how's, thing how's about it, yeah. you. How's it going for you over there? He's not it's, solid. I'm not solid. No, I mean, I, it's cool. I'm excited for him. Um, you know, there's a lot of cool times. Stephen put a bunch of these times on here. 
the biggest thing I, I think about really is none of none of the games, everything they tested, none of it is, you know, made for the SSD, right? It just loads faster because it's on a solid state drive. Um, they even, you know, did tests from an external solid state drive, you know, because the I.O. on the new system is that much faster using USB uh, 3. You know, it's basically uh, almost the same loading times as games that aren't optimized for the internal uh, SSD and the velocity architecture, right? So loading times are only going to get better. It's going to get shorter. There's a lot of games. I mean, there's obviously we talked about Destiny 2, right? The loading times are like two to three minutes sometimes when you're playing on console. And that, if not is, longer, is horrible. <laughs> it's the worst. Um, it, it is really hard, and it's funny, right? So my my friends that I play with a lot, they're like, "Why don't you want to play it on console?" And I'm like, "Because it sucks when you play it on console. <laughs> it just takes so long." And you know, then when they play on a PC, and they're like, "Oh wow, it's so nice," and they're like, "I don't want to go back to that slow loading time or anything mm-hmm. else." And it's like, see, I told you, but I'm excited, you know, for the next-gen consoles, whether it's the PlayStation 5 or the Series X or the Series S, it's going to have nice, fast, solid-state drives. Or the 4K Switch. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about loading times are going to increase on that at all. I don't know. Um, That'll be interesting. I just, I don't want another Switch. I just want to, why you got to push me? I know. Just let's go past it. I know. I know. (laughs) Keep going. Um, No. So. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. You know, it's definitely helped in a lot of areas just out of the gate. I don't know if any of these games listed are going to have, you know, like they did Call of Duty Warzone, Red Dead Redemption. So the big one they did was Red Dead Redemption because that has the longest loading times most of the time. And that was like a 2.2% increase, right? 220%. Uh, so oh, 200. Oh, so why does it say 2.2 here? Um <laughs> It's just my math. But okay. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, a two point two percent increase would not be anything to write like, home about. That does not sound very good. Right? Let's get next gen. Um, next gen two point two times. No. So it was, you know, on the one X it took ninety five seconds to load whatever IGN was testing, right? This is IGN. Yeah. And it took fifty two seconds on the Series X just uh with the SSD, no optimization or anything. I think Red Dead Redemption is a game that will probably see a next-gen version. Obviously, they're doing a Grand Theft Auto uh, 5 version because they want you to pay for that game on the third generation. <laughs> and, um, you know, Sony bought up that, that good good money, exclusive stuff. I don't know, whatever it was they were doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, that game has made a lot, sold a lot of copies. But... Uh, yeah. So, so I do want to talk about one thing about the the SSDs because as cool as watching loading screens are, like I think like talking about the um, the quick resume feature is more interesting. Like people have been saying that like quick resume is a game changer, and in my mind, like I don't see it as like something that I would like use all the time anyway. Like Spencer, do or you think? Ever? Do you think? Yeah, do you think like quick resume is even a feature that people should be freaking out about? Is it something that matters to you? Uh, I would say yes, because I play a lot of Switch, and basically it has a quick resume feature by just hitting the power button, and then you turn it on, and it, I don't even save my games on Switch. I literally just hit the power button when I'm, do, like, 
want to take a break. And when I come back, I just boot it back up and it's instantly where I was, right? Um, as far as like the quicker zoom feature, I think what they're saying with Xbox is that you can have multiple games in different states, right? Like, so you can yeah, switch up to 12 games. One. Yeah, which is, which is, I don't think it's a huge game changer. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it depends on how important it is for you. Like, do you play 12 games at once, right? Yeah. Do you want to like, um, you know, start yeah. back up at, you know, I, I think it. I think it's a nice feature. I don't think it's gonna move yeah. the needle. The biggest problem is if you're playing an online game like Destiny Two, yeah. quick resume does not work. Right, right. It's like oh, quick resume. Oh, let's just load you back at the main menu like you never started. Right. So I mean, they show a bunch of these games, which is it's great if you play that type of game. But when it's an online game, which are the most popular games, that that feature doesn't work. And to be honest, it takes up uh, about 100 gigs of the solid state drive, you know, so you can hold those 12 games because it holds them on the solid state drive in their loaded state. That's why, you know, you only get 802 gigs out of that one terabyte uh, on the SSD. But so the thing I was looking at was on my Xbox One X, there's uh, out of the one terabyte that came with that one, I only get like 790, I think 797 gigs on that console to be able to put games on. And so I was like, oh, well, it's, you know, not even that big of a deal. I don't know what what is using the other 203 gigs. You know, It has to be all the uh, OS updates that they've had over the last how many years? Yeah, I, I don't know. But I am also in the, uh, you know... Alpha ring, so skip ahead program and all this, do their testing and stuff on that console. But it was just interesting. Uh, but they did say, I mean, that's why, you know, it's it has 100 gigs separate for just instantly loading your games that, you know, you can do that. Whether um, it's going to be useful or not is pretty much dependent upon what you're playing. And I don't know. Um, probably won't play very many of those my kids like to switch games all the time so for them i'm sure it's going to be great from switching from like uh castle crashers to whatever they play like four or five of the same games all the time and they're just transferring going back and forth and so i'm sure they're going to be super excited to not have to start it back up again and go through all the button prompts i know i'm excited that i don't have to tell them no don't go into the option menus and jack up all the controls. Um, because my youngest son just likes to push buttons. And then before you know it, Sea of Thieves, A button does everything. And he's like, I can't do anything. <laughs> before you know it, your vir- virtual uh, house is all messed up in your yeah, couch. Yeah, you your couch tall. is four stories tall. And, so, you know, you <laughs> but I, I mean, it's fine. I think it's something that they're they're working on. I would rather maybe have that option of, no, give me that extra storage space and maybe only use half of that. You know, give me some of that storage space back. But at the same time, uh, you know, they're going to allow you to transfer your games much faster uh, back and forth. And right now I've been playing on my the, the 1X that I have. I have about um, 12 games on there. And I still have 100 gigs available. And that's with 797 gigs for me to use. Uh, and that even includes Call of Duty, which is, you know, a uh, storage hog all by itself. Um, so, 
I wonder if I still yeah. even have my Xbox. It's been so long since I played that thing. But anyway. If your brother's been around, you might not. That is true. He might just go on and sell it. I think he listens to this, so, so he might uh, get that little dig there. One thing, one thing that kind of bugs me about console wars and about hardware that is put in consoles when they come out, like, like how come we are not more, as consumers, more, um, like, we need bigger stock storage, right? Like, well, it costs like a lot of money to have bigger stock storage. But, but you know what? If we're going to pay for that anyway, buying third-party storage, then then I would much rather have it come stock. Like, I would much rather see the one terabyte Series X option and the two terabyte Series X option and the three terabyte Series X option versus versus xs and the series xv and the series yeah. you know like like i would no, much nobody, rather I mean, pay for that i think you're, you're overestimating small minority yeah i think right. you're overestimating the average gamer like how many games they have installed on their box um so i am i believe that i am less than the average gamer and mine is full and i have even and and i go through and i cull stuff out when i don't use it like well, the your stuff kids are downloading there, stuff. They're they're not though, and I, I understand what you're trying to do, but my, my Xbox is pretty full, um, and I'm like I'm I'm hovering right around like seventy five percent usage, and I only have uh, I have very few games on there. What and games the ones do that you I have, have on there that you're playing? So I've 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 got I've got Destiny two, I think I've got Halo. I think I've Master got Chief the collection. Master Chief collection. collection. So we're at 200 two gigs. Games. Those are, yeah, that's 200 gigs right there with those two games plus another 100 and Destiny 2. So yeah. 300 gigs. No, only 200. What um, did you say? Destiny and Master well, Chief. Well, if, so if he's got gigs. Halo 5 and the Master Chief collection, oh, Halo 5 those are each. Gigs. So 300 gigs. Um, what else do I have in there? I've got, I've got Night Squad, Rocket League, um those are like speed racers 15 total that's like half a megabyte speed racers right right okay no i i just um already mike so you've already named like six games and that's probably more than the average person like the average normal consumer is going to have on their box at any given time like most people will download call of duty they buy it for call of duty and that's it most people buy a game for like to play fifa and that's it like we're we're kind of like an edge case that were like, hey, I want all these games. I'm going to download all these games. And I, and granted, like you are right. When we get into the days of Game Pass, where people have access to over a hundred games, and a lot of them are large games, like maybe they would need to like increase that speed. But I don't think more people. I think people are just good about deleting things and like, hey, I need space to play this game, so let me call out this thing that I hadn't played in a in a year. Like I don't like. I'm surprised that people like they're selling a storage, like an expansion card for the series X for like another terabyte. So you're going to have a hundred and like, like 1,800 gigs of space on your Xbox one. Like what, like how many, how many games are you going to leave on there? It's like, Hey, I want to play this game now. And I want to play this game now. I mean, I think that's just like kind of like you're on the other side of the bell curve for people that want to do that. In my opinion. That's an interesting, interesting way to think of it. I mean, it's a wrong way to think of it, but it's still interesting. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, 
Like, I mean, it's okay for you to be wrong. It happens a lot because, because storage, because more is more, and more storage means more, more. And... Who doesn't like marshmallows, right? True. More, right. Is more is more. Right? Their logic so, is sound. So how do you how do you make it through the day being wrong so much? Do you? I don't, do you well, I don't talk to people. Is, he thinks oh. about Godfall a lot. I do think about Godfall a lot, and that's a great segue, Devin. You were right on with that segue to get me out of that. Um, So I can – so if you want, like, deep thoughts, like my in-depth stuff, like, go to my Godfall channel. Go to Godfall 101 and get my stuff there. I would like to touch on the cinematic and kind of get your guys' opinion on this because I'm probably, like, Mm -hmm. really close to this game to where I'm just like, hey, this game is amazing. But they released their their – their story cinematic trailer titled The Fall, and it follows two of our main characters. One is our protagonist, and one is the antagonist. Our protagonist is in the valor plate of Silvermane, and Macros, which is the mad god, which is the villain of Godfall, is wearing the Hinterclaw valor plate. And these, like, I remember a time. Before you go any further, right, which one's light and which one's dark? For those who are, like, <laughs> illicit names, but I don't know the names off the top of my head. They're like, okay, one was in bright silver, and then it was like in a dark one. All right, the lion is the good guy, and the wolf is the bad guy. All right, so I remember a time in 1999 when Warcraft 3 released, and Blur was doing all the cinematics for Blizzard, and Blur was the top of the game. Like, they were the studio that no one could even come close to the work that Blur was putting out. Add the digital cinematics, right? I mean, they were just, and they probably still are, like top of their game. Like, if you want something built and built right for a lot of money, like you go to Blur and you have them animate it. Um, and that Warcraft Three trailer is something that stuck with me for a very long time. You had an orc and a knight fighting out in a field, then this um, um, demon comes down from the sky and lands and they face off against it just one of those moments you're like wow this is what this is where games are going it was one of those like watershed moments for me that oh this is like a whole nother level so and this could be that i'm really close to the project because i'm like super excited about it making content for it but i kind of had that moment again watching this trailer and I don't necessarily think it was because of the cinematics itself, like how pretty it looked, because the cinematic did look pretty. But I got the sense that there was finally a good storyteller behind the cinematic, and it worked on a lot of different levels for me. We, I think it did everything it needed to as a story cinematic. It gave us what the stakes are, like what you're going to be doing in the game. You're going to, you know, you were betrayed by Macros. You're going to go fight Macros. And we got that. But just like the cinematography, the sweeping shots, the establishing shots that it gave us of the city, the fight between the two characters, I think as like a package, it was probably one of my favorite cinematics I've seen in a really, really long time. Um, I And thinking about it, I kind of wish like I, I was thinking back on like, you know, the Anthem cinematic and there wasn't an Anthem cinematic story trailer. Like, we never really got one of those. We got, like, a music trailer. It was set to set to a song. We kind of, like, the big thing that we got was that first reveal, and it was all just gameplay. And I was trying to think, like, you know, was there a moment for me where, like, I got that excited about the story? And there wasn't for Anthem, but for Godfall, like, this is, like, this is speaking to me on a whole nother level just from the story <laughs> perspective. And before I keep talking, 
there's another reason why I like super enjoy this series because most people know like I'm a huge fan of Brandon Sanderson and the Stormlight Archives and the big inspiration for Godfall um, that was mentioned by Keith Lee, the game director in the very beginning was that they were taking inspiration from the Stormlight Archive. And you can see that in the Valor Plates, you can see that in the weapons, and just in the high fantasy that is Godfall. So, like, I think this is probably one of the best cinematic trailers we've had in a really long time. And if someone wanted to, wanted to dispute that, they could. I mean, Spencer, I know you are very pretty excited about this also. Like, what were your thoughts on the cinematic trailer? Well, I mean, I studied animation in a university, and uh, I thought the cinematic was awesome. <laughs> to be honest, I... I wasn't like a huge fan of Godfall before this point. I mean, I'd seen videos and in some circles, it's a joke to some people. It's like, we don't know a lot about Godfall. We haven't seen the HUD. We don't know a lot about like what it's going to be like. Right. But um, after watching this, I totally agree. Like I was, I was like, man, this is cool. Like the big, the war shots where they've got the, you know, the entire, you know, you've got Silvermane, his, his army. And I don't forget his name, but you know, um, and they're left down to just those two at the end, the giant, you know, whatever they're fighting on. It's just like, I'm, I'm digging all the art. I'm digging all the, the Valor plates. It's very cool. And, and as a fan of the Stormlight Archive too, I totally see those parallels. So I'm down for it. I, I didn't think I would be. Uh, so I, I guess you could say the cinematic has me finally intrigued to see more than, and I, I wasn't on board, but now I am. Yeah, I think one of the things that the cinematic did for me, it like gave me the feeling of watching like Lord of the Rings Return of the King when they're fighting in Minas Tirith. It was like that level of cinematic like weight for me. And that's not like yeah. I mean that that's something that you gained over three movies, right? That hey, they're they we have to defend Minas Tirith and I just kind of got that sense from from this trailer. So I I was super stoked on this thing. I'm super excited to to find out exactly more because I'm like, I'm in the same boat. Like we still need to see more, especially for a game that is only how many days out where there's 40, there's 42 days until Godfall launches. And we still don't know hardly anything about the game. And in, in my video, the latest video I've told people like, don't pre-order the game. Like you should yeah. not be pre-ordering Godfall right now. Like I, I have pre-ordered it, but I know that I pre-order it because I'm going to do a review on it and be like, hey, like, wait till your favorite content creator puts out a review. Like, don't spend your money yet. Especially, like, I mean, we have we have Call of Duty coming out. We have uh, Yakuza coming out. Destiny coming out. Cyberpunk is coming out. Like, and we know a lot about those games already because of their marketing cycle. We know a ton about those games. And a lot of those are sequels, so we know what's coming. We know what to expect. But with Godfall, we have like zero expectations. We don't know anything that's happening. So I'm kind of excited for this game. I encourage people to like just wait, hold off, like especially because the pre-order bonuses aren't anything that you you're gonna need in the game. Most likely, they'll eventually like open them up like after a year, like most most um, publishers do. They're like, hey, this is gonna come out with like the game of the year edition, so you can get that stuff now. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for Godfall, Devin. If Go ahead. I could, right? No, you so cannot. for Let's me, move. watching the cinematic, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool looking." Um, but at the same time, I think it's uh, overselling the game, and the cinematic you versus what you're actually going to get is, <laughs> I think, it's going to be completely different, right? So, I mean, the world in that cinematic looks awesome. The, all those, you know, huge armies fighting and everything else. 
I I just based on the stuff they've shown us, like that to me is a complete lie, right? So what they've shown us is like four or five dudes that you're fighting as a single player, and for 0.7 of a second, they have an extra player in there, as we've seen, right? They haven't shown us much. What they I mean, the game looks beautiful. It's a lot of art, a lot of great inspiration, a lot of cool content, but can they deliver? Uh with 40-something days left and what they've shown us, I don't think so, right? I mean, unless they're pulling like, oh, we're not going to show, everything's going to be a surprise. But, I mean, it was a huge thing for them on Twitter. Oh, the game went gold. You know, it's like, oh, it's great. The game went gold. Why don't you actually tell us about your game um, so we know more about it? But I just think, like, that that uh, cinematic trailer is, like, overselling what the game is actually going to be. You know, so that if you're going into the game based off of that cinematic trailer, that I think most likely you'll be let down. I'm going to be purchasing the game, so because as a group we play games together, and Stephen really wants to play this game, so I am purchasing this so I can play the game with Stephen. Um, so I look forward to it. Uh, it looks amazing. I'm going to be playing on PC because I didn't pre-order PS5, like many, many millions of people who didn't order next-gen consoles or couldn't but wanted to. Um, we have to settle for what we have. And so I'm going to be playing on my PC on the Epic Game Store. And I'm hoping that uh, what we get is not another Anthem 1.0 where the game looks amazing, but what you get, I mean, Honestly, we got a lot of a lot of time out of that game, several hundred hours. So I don't have really anything to complain. I got my money's worth out of it, and I'm hoping we can get our money's worth out of Godfall. So, uh, but based on the cinematic trailer versus what they've shown us for the game, are two completely different things. Yeah, but I would I would say that every cinematic trailer does that, right? So if, like, if, I totally I, I totally get what you're saying. If I can, just real quick, um, like I. I, I think what Devin is saying is even more important considering the news, well, the recent news that uh, for people on PC, it's going to be $60, but for people on PS5, there's going to be no PS4 version uh, and there it's going to be $70 on the PS5, which means, so if you want to try Godfall out, like let's say you like, like you specifically want to try Godfall out, not that there aren't other games on the PS5 to, you know, buy a PS5 for, but if, uh, and you don't have a PC that can handle it. We're talking about buying a PS5 and then buying a $70 game. And right now we don't really know much about it. Like I, I, I've seen some of Steven's videos, uh, but like the, honestly, the cinematic can, well, cinematic trailer just kind of confused me because <laughs> I thought, I, I thought the Valor plates were more like uh, the Warframes and Warframes where it's just like, you just wear a Valor plate. It's not really like a person or a history. Like, uh, like they might have like legend and lore behind them, but I didn't think there was like actual people associated with them. And uh, like, I, I have no idea what's, what's going on. Um, and all, all the cinematic trailer did was just confuse me. And I don't know. That's like a $70. Well, I don't know if I want to bet $70 if I was a PS5 owner or plan on owning a PS5. Like if I want to put that much down just to find out. Well, that's you know? why you can watch Steven's review. And, right. oh, yeah. tell you for sure. and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, don't pre-order the game. Like, we don't know enough. Yeah. And also, like, if if you were a new looter slasher, whatever they're calling this game, coming into this space, like, you've seen Destiny do it. You've seen Massive do it. You've seen Bioware do it. 
they had these huge lead ups with lots of information and ultimately the hype was too much and the games like you know came out crippled because of our expectations so and granted like like little insider baseball like counterplay games who is published who is developing the game like they don't have the marketing for godfall um gearbox and sony are handling the marketing so it's all on gearbox and sony right now on when information is released like it's weird that they're doing it that way but that's how they're doing it so we're waiting on those guys like sony has their event on the fifth where they're going to talk they're going to do hands-on with some of their ps5 stuff so maybe we'll get stuff there but also it's like i can see where they would be like let's just not say anything and put it out and then if it's good word of mouth will get around and it'll sell if we overhype it and it's bad, then we're just another looter shooter, right? So I can get that. But again, like I said, like, you know, don't pre-order games anymore. Like, we should just stop doing that. We should stop pre-ordering games, yeah. giving our money that is not going to be building interest. Like, we're giving people free loans. Like, we should stop doing that. The biggest, like, thing that, you know, there's all these marketers and games that are like, hey, we can get this free money. They're not getting anything in return for it. We get this loan. And we were making people feel like they're missing out because they're not giving us our money seven months ahead of time. And, right. You get the exclusive skins and like, hey, hey, in Godfall, you're going to get this skin for Typhon and it's going to be red instead of the normal one. And this one's going to be yellow instead of the normal one. Like I, we should we should not be freaking out over stuff like this. Like we know yeah. in all these PVE games that it's not going to affect gameplay. We need to just like stop like pre-ordering these yeah. games. Because it doesn't do anything for us. We are not getting interest on the money that we're loaning out. Like, we're just, they're gone. Like, I, I, I could rant for a little bit more, and I, maybe I will. Um, no, I won't, <laughs> because it doesn't matter. Like, don't pre-order the game. Like, um, I don't, and, and JD, you shouldn't be confused by the trailer, because the Valor Plates, they're, they're not, like, they're not people. Like, Macros, th these are gods that have come down, and depending on what timeline you think we're in, like, don't be confused about it. Just watch my videos and you'll not be confused. All right, let's go ahead and jump to the next thing because I want to talk about this really quick and then I want to get to a game show before we go because this is the first time we've had four people on in a long time and my games will work perfect for this. Cyberpunk developers are going into um, crunch mode. No, and and this is something that we, we've talked about crunch a lot. We've talked about it and mostly when cyberpunk developers say, hey, we're not going to crunch and they're like, hey, we need to mandatory mandatory crunch for these next seven weeks so their developers are going to work six days instead of five days and the internet's like freaking out saying don't support this don't do this don't do that like crunch is something that exists in every business Not the developers everything the develop yeah. in everything the developers are getting paid i don't understand why like like, I get that some crunch is bad. Some crunch is predatory. I don't mm -hmm. think Cyberpunk is doing that. I think, like, um, CDPR is very clear about what they're doing. And they even put out a statement. Sorry, we thought we could avoid this. We can't. These people are getting paid. Like, I don't know any creative person that's like, oh, I guess I'm punching out now. I can't, I can't sit down here and crunch. Like, anytime, like, we do this podcast... We report, we, we record the podcast. We stay up late trying to edit and publish this thing. I mean, we're already working our full jobs. We're coming home and doing this. Like, like this podcast is all built on crunch, right? 
because we're doing extra. We're not getting paid for it. So like this podcast is all crunch. Um, Devin and I worked. How long did we work seven twelves, Devin? We crunched for a month uh, and a half. I think two to three months, almost. It was yeah. more than two months. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, after near the end of the second month, it was aging for sure, right? Um, but at the same time, you're still getting paid for it, right? So, but no one know. was. When but no one was writing about it. I just say wah wah. No, no one was writing articles about us when you and I were crunching for that long, right? And yeah. it, it was hard. It sucked. Like it did yeah. suck. But also, it's like as someone like this work has to be done. And we like, I we cared enough. Like we could have quit. We could have said like, no, we're not going to do this. But it's like, no, this is part yeah. of the job. This was like we knew going in that there would be long hours. Like as as teachers, like you guys don't just check out when the bell rings. There's lesson nope. plans and preparing for the next day and not getting paid for that. Like, I yeah, I get that there is predatory crunch. We get that. But to say, like, all crunch is bad and everything should be unionized to prevent this stuff. If you unionize, like, yeah. it's not going to solve the problem of crunch. Like, these games still need to be made. I talked with Alex Beddoes of Counterplay Games and interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. And Alex is like, no, like, sometimes you get into the flow state. Right. Mm-hmm. And this zone yep. where you're just like, boom, hours are flying by and you're just you're being creative. It's not like that just shuts off after your eight hour shift. Right. You can punch through it and you're just like, hey, this is I'm in the state. I'm in the zone. I'm going to get this done. And it's like, hey, you shouldn't have done that because there's other people over here that d- weren't in that zone and you're making them feel bad. It's like this conversation is nuanced. To the point where you can't just say, hey, it's all bad. We should stop it. We should all unionize. Because there are people out there in, like, you know, the game journalism that want that to happen. Like, hey, this, everyone, no one should have to deal with crunch. Like, it sucks. There's a lot of interviews where people, like, lose families because they're crunching. Because they're sleeping at their offices. So we get it. There's, like, two sides to this coin. And it's just, it always comes up anytime um, Cyberpunk comes out and says they have to delay. I mean, it's not even a delay. I mean... You know, we talk about working extra hours to make a better product for everybody that's going to pay. And I mean, they get overtime plus they get a percent of all the game sales, right? So it's what was it like ten percent or twenty percent of the revenue? Yeah, it's split between all the employees. And so I was like, okay, I'm getting overtime and I'm getting bonus. Like, uh, yeah, thanks. Where can I sign up? Right? Um, You know, it's it's yeah. I mean, most of the places when they're doing crunch, they're feeding them. All their meals, they got drinks, everything else, you know. Sure, maybe that's not the case all the time. Like I've talked about before, people I know in the game industry from a while ago, when they were working, it's like, well, we can't tell you to work more than 40 hours a week, but this stuff needs to get done. So like, that was more the predatory, like, you can either get it done or don't have a job, you know, your choice. But now it's like, oh, you're doing crunch, you're getting paid for overtime, you know, we're providing you with all the, your meals, everything else. And so, I mean, for me, it's like I have no sympathy. I mean, if, you, if you're doing that job and you're working overtime for free, then that's that's your personal choice, right? You want to do that job bad enough. You want to get that experience enough to be able to move on. Sure, it's going to suck for a little bit, but you got that experience. You got that game on your resume, and now you can move on and Hope to find a different experience. Find a studio where they don't do that. And if they are doing that there, then you don't want to be there. You shouldn't want to be there because they're just going to take advantage of you and they don't care. 
Right? Well, so that's any workplace, though. I'll I'll be quick, but I, I think it's interesting because like I'm I'm a creative, right? Like I'm an artist, and like I'm going back to school to learn computer science, but only so I can like be uninhibited and work on games or do things that I could never do before, right? And every creative project I've ever worked on, like it's a different. It's not just a clock in, clock out kind of a thing, right? You you basically you know the the beginning of games, you're just brainstorming. It's slow, you know. You you you're having like all these you know kind of mash obsessions of like okay how's this going to work out in the end and like you don't get a lot done to be honest right for a couple months right then you get like a plan together and then you start working on it and then you get a steady like workflow right and then towards the end you're like okay i gotta ramp up like my wife she does this creative stuff too right and towards the end of the quarter it's like she works until midnight every night right and then they get the product launches out and then you're like cool i can breathe for like a week and a half right Gaming is like completely different. They have once a game launches, once it goes gold. I mean, the culture used to be that they would have these, you know, giant vacations. Like the expectation, I know that they want to change, and what Stephen was saying is true: is that they want to kind of change the culture a little bit. But I, I think a lot of this, these stories are agenda journalism. They they want to push a certain type of, of agenda. They want some something to change, and I agree that there is some bad things, but. It's just so hard as a creative person to just say like, "Hey, you got to stop," right? Because that flow state is real, and mm-hmm. when you're in it, you know yeah. you gotta you gotta keep going. I mean, I I don't stop on projects I'm working on. I would that would that would be worse for me. Yeah, and and like we said, it's it's nuanced and it's different, but like, I mean, and and I'm glad that there are people reporting on it, so the conversation does happen. Because if the conversation sure. isn't happening, nothing will change. But it's. You know, and and it it has to start at the top. Like you can get, yeah, it's got to be something from from the top down, or else it won't change. So, all right. So, real quick, we are going to move on here. Um, I think that's probably the rest of the news. Um, I think we'll skip some of this other stuff. We can save it for later, unless Mike, you wanted to touch on Lion King two um, is happening again. I know that you're like your Disney mastermind over here. Did you know that the Lion King 2 is going to come out like live action, digital live action? Um, Disney's live action sucks. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, Next. so right. Moving on. Let, let's go ahead and jump into this quiz here. I think we'll skip the uh, Spotify thing, Devin, since we had our first volume, and we'll create a volume uh, two for our next I one. See. I'm the so, only one to keep prepared, so you like skip it. <laughs> well, we had talked about previously of only having 15 tracks on volume one and then moving on from there. So not that you didn't come prepared, you just forgot the plan from the beginning. So oh, we're already at fifteen. I didn't think yeah. we were that many already. Yep. All right. So let's go ahead and jump over to the news. We'll do that with a not from the news. We'll jump over to our quiz. We'll get a bumper from our audio board. Super combo. That is going to be a super combo. All right. Welcome everyone. This has been a long time coming. I've had this stupid game planned for a really long time. I think it'll work kind of well with the four people here. So this is going to be fun and this is going to be interesting. So this is going to be the Freelancer Codex free for all. Um, In this game, the four of you will be competing against each other to name a bunch of things in certain categories. So starting off the Freelancer Codex free for all, this is how we are going to do it. Each of you will take turns answering or naming something from a list. You'll go, we'll go Devin, Mike, JD, Spencer um, for this first round. So that's the order. So please remember that Devin, Mike, JD, Spencer, and then Devin will guess first. So if Devin guesses something correctly on the list, you guys cannot guess that thing again. 
you're going to have to guess the next thing on the list. Um, if you get it wrong or if you answer something that's already been answered, you are out and we're going to go to the last person is standing for a couple of categories. Does that make sense? Do we have any questions on this? Yeah. We're, so we're supposed to just guess something off of, are you telling us something and then we guess it or? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, uh, the list here in a second, but I just want to make sure everyone has like the gist of the game and is, there's no questions or confusion. We guess stuff and if I, somebody I guesses it. it correct. Like basically you're eliminated if you guess it wrong and you go the last person that get you know stays See, in the right. game. Win. Spencer gets it. We'll replace you guys with Spencer. All right, so first category <laughs> is and this is a good category too. So enemies from Super Mario World from the SNES. Enemies from Super Mario World, all right? So no repeating answers, no writing answers down. Last person standing is the winner for category number 1, all right? And then I've I've got a list, so I'll try to fact check you, um, and then we'll go that way. So if there's any like questions, I've got a list, so we can look it up and go from there. If you don't have the exact name of the enemy, if you describe it, we should be able to figure it out from your description. Then we'll count it depending on how close you are. Okay. So Devin, you go first. Uh, name Koopa an enemy. Troops. The Koopa Troopers. All right. So I'm gonna go down here. Uh, man. All right, Koopa Troopa, we're going to call Devin on this one. All right, Michael. Boomba. So we've got Devin with Koopa Troopa. I'm going to highlight that so we don't do it again. And then we've got Goomba from Mike, taking the uh, easy ones off of the board. All right, JD. <laughs> what you? Yep, that's what you got to do. JD, you are up. Uh, dry Bones. All right. We've wow. got Dry Bones from JD. Um, Spencer, you are up. Deep, deep cut. Um, I never owned a Super Nintendo, but uh, Bowser is an enemy, I think, in a Super Nintendo game. Oh, huh. Or does that not work? Or should I? <laughs> <laughs> I guess technically he is an enemy in there. I will, I will give it to you. Like this, list, right, this right. doesn't have him listed, so I'm going to add him in here because I think that makes sense. Now, so let... not a villain. Well, he's a villain, but it, I don't know if they consider him an enemy on this list. So I'm going to go ahead and write him in there, unless anyone has like some super beef with that. I'm going to go ahead and pencil Spencer in for Bowser because he is an enemy that you um, that you have to. Yep, that you step on. <laughs> right. Him. All right. All cool, right. I'll take it. Uh, bats. Bats, 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 bats. Yeah, they fly down when you're in the cave levels and crap. So I know there are bats. <laughs> I don't know what they are named in Super Mario Brothers. Let's see. Bats. Can, can you can you kill them? Yeah. You have star power Ooh. or flower power. Or raccoon okay. face. So or... the bats, the bats in Super Mario Brothers are called swoopers. I'm going to give that one to you because I don't know. I don't know who would know that that they were called swoopers, right? But there were. Well, bats. I mean, they swoop down to get you, right? All right, Mike, you are up next. <laughs> I'm I'm going to be impressed to see how many of these you guys get. Um, my favorite, I think, the Hammer Brothers. The Hammer Bros. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they're in the S and the S. Were they? 
Where are they in the SNES? I am not seeing Hammer Brothers on this list. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, this game is rigged. You need to go watch a. You need to go watch a trailer for The Lion King too, man. This game. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't think Hammer Bros are there. Like I thought. I thought Mulan was gonna be like, yeah, they're gonna. But nope. All right. So. So there is the Terrible. Amazing I Flying know. Hammer Brother. That's why I couldn't find it because his full title is Amazing Flying Hammer Brothers. He is actually okay. a Hammer Brother that's flying on some on some floating blocks. Because I was like, I was pretty sure that there's hammers in that game, but I didn't realize he like. Did you give yourself this okay, title? So, so just a just a rules clarification. Then this is a specific game that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Super Mario yeah, World one? for the SNES. Super Mario World. The SNES, okay. I just one played the, that with my kiddos, so I need one to of the greatest. My, okay, yeah. one of the greatest games of okay, all time. Good Katie? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say Bullet Bill. All right, Bullet Bill, always there, doing the Bullet Bill stuff. Katie's cheating. I want to see his screen. Uh, I just, I, I could, I could show you. I'm not doing anything. I'm just saying. Nobody knows that off the top of their head. Nobody. Bullet Bill's pretty common. <laughs> Bullet Bill Nobody, was in like man, a was Super Mario Brothers the movie. Enemies, but... <laughs> You're going to well, say yeah. the bullet enemies. And then there's Devin. Oh, there's All right, Spencer. We got more to get yeah, to. Let's get here. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, uh, I don't know their names, but uh, the, you're caterpillar, out. the caterpillar nope, dudes. You're out. You don't know their names. You're out. Done. Jim Tuck, See ya. No. They're a legit thing. Uh, <laughs> and you can pick out one of the levels, one of their bodies. Yeah, they, they, they bounce like this, and you can eat the head, Yoshi. They're like they, caterpillars. They are called Wigglers. The Wigglers! <laughs> all right. Yes. So, all right, let's kick it back over to Devin here. Um, What about that guy who sits in the cloud and throws, like... I, I actually know his down. name. I know his oh. name. I don't know so, his name. Well, I do. Yeah, so let's let's do this. If someone actually knows the name, I think instead of you just saying that one guy, I would rather like either pick someone hey, else that you know. You specified if I, I can describe it. And I just game rules. No, I don't let him have it. I just would like the credit for knowing the name. Maybe I, I guess I think I know the name. So. Hmm. No, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a call as host of the game that if someone else knows the name and you don't, then I'm going to say you have to pick that, someone else. And in the call. <laughs> I think I know, I know, I know the name. Um, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, he operates the camera, um, right? Is it that guy or is it someone different? They're, in a, they're both in a cloud, so I don't know. Um, let's see. So we already got Koopa Troopas. Uh, are you counting them as the bouncing... Uh, turtle shell creatures. I don't know. If they have Am a I? different color shell, they have a different name. So then I'll take the red Koopa Troopas. Oh, what's his You're name? Splitting up your hands. Red it's Koopa Troopas. It's actually Red Ray, by the way. Red Ray. So nobody so... knows that. <laughs> Show me your screen. <laughs> so I'm I'm actually not gonna. So they don't have this split up by color. So pick something oh. different. Oh, way to be, uh, Mario. Okay, so the little black star that bounces around on the ground. And if you get hit by it, you can die. Star. 
<laughs> black, black star. star. Yeah. Star. I don't know. It's a little never, black creature. Looks like a star, and it bounces on the ground. Uh, Is that your final answer? If I need to look it up, I'll show you. You can't <laughs> look it up, dork. Then look it up. Get off your phone. I'm going to say no on that one, Devin. There's not a black star in Super Mario Brothers. Black star? In Super Mario World. Like, what what black star are you... It it just looks like a star? You're not thinking of... You're not thinking of Muffin Hunter? It's this way. He's got a white face, and he looks like a star, and he bounces on the ground. Just look to Devin. Show me your... Show it to me. Show your picture. Yeah. This is quality. This is quality audio podcast, by the way. This is good I'm, stuff. This is thrilling. This is the stuff that we all dreamed about happening. <laughs> Nightmares or dreams? Just, just so you guys know, I'm super <laughs> nervous that I uh, am going to get called on again. So let's let's hope Devin, Mike, and JD all fail. So I win. Oh, wow, this is taking a really long time. So while Devin is like searching really hard for this black star that does not exist in Super Mario World. Let's go over to Mike. It's not in Super Mario World. It's in Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh, okay. So, that, yeah, that oh. would be in that game. And it would not be in this game. Sorry, Devin. All right, Mike, you are up. <laughs> okay, so I am going I am going with the... Um, oh, I've got so many to choose from. I'm going to go with the oh, rhinos. With the rhinos that live on Cocoa Island. Uh, Donkey Kong. Country is a different game, dude. It's a it is ah, a very, game. very specific on Chaco Island. Ooh. So we're going on with Chaco the... Island. I'm, I'm going with the larger of the two. <clears throat> right, Mike, gave someone an answer. Yeah, you just gave someone an answer. So we'll go with Dino Rhino. So Mike's got Dino Rhino. Okay. Um, so JD, you're up. Um, were piranha plants still a thing in Mario World? Super Mario World. Uh, yes, they were. Piranha plants were definitely a thing. Wow. I think piranha plants have been around for forever. The onset. All right. Okay. Piranha they plants. In, they you, guys are, you guys are all going to know the guy I'm talking about. Uh, no, we're not. Yeah. You're making uh, they dress up. They're like football players, right? They oh, those are shy guys. They're, those are shy guys, and they're in yeah. Super Mario 3, so you're out. No, no, no. They're in Super Mario World. They're like football players that... You jump over them, and they have like their helmets and everything, and they run like in this funny, funky way. There mm-hmm. he is. I know they're there. I will give you charging Chuck. His name is charging Chuck. Chuck. That's um, funny. This is all like right. a video game history lesson. So really I is. think, right, uh, Mike never provided the name of that enemy that I first called Lack that you were giving to him, but he never specified the name of the enemy. You're Nobody out, asked Devin. me to. You're out. He was giving it to you, so I had to choose another one, and you never said the name. Oh, my. Somebody asked me to. If you're going to cheat for your family, all right, this can't be a legit <laughs> game. <laughs> all right, yeah, so, yeah, so who's next? Uh, all right, so for this round, I think it's time to get, like, specific. Um, so we're going to go with, like, full names, and if not full names are given, we'll move on to the next one, so... These are full Seriously? specific right. names. Yeah, Devin's getting salty, and when Devin gets that look in his left eye, it's time to move on. I'm just saying, you gave it to him, but he never specified the name. Specifically so his left eye? Because 
He said he knew the name, but and you accepted it, but he never specified the name. All right, Mike, you're up. Nobody asked me for the name. Mike, Mike. Okay, what's the name, Mike? Tell me. Now you have. Now you have a question. Tell me. No, I believe it's Ratuki. Wrong. All right, that is incorrect. It is Latuki. It's not Ratuki. Give me the points back. It's mine. Latuki. Latuki. I always Um, call him Latuki. So is that my turn? No, you just failed with Ratuki. That wasn't my answer. <laughs> I think it was. So Mike it wasn't. Is... It wasn't. I am going. All I right, JD, with... you are up. We've got to move on. You JD, serious? you are up. I am serious. Whatever. You gave an answer and it was wrong. I'm, I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to say the chomp chomp. Oh. You are going to say chomp chomp. Yeah, I don't know if it was like Chomp 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 or Senior Chomp Chomp, but I'm saying Chomp Chomp. Game player ever. Always losing, always crying. (laughs) Rules are unfair. Hey, I'm just saying. Devin, don't worry. I'm out out of this round right here. I lost my hair at 22. Rules are unfair. I didn't lose my hair at 22. (laughs) Talking about me. I'm trying to find what that enemy is called, but I actually don't think hey, that. Look at this crap. Look right here. Super Mario World enemies. Who's that dude right there? The Black Star. Who's that guy? I don't know. Yeah. What's his name, Devin? Yeah, you what's lose. his name, Devin? <laughs> that was last round. That's not this round. Okay, <laughs> what's his name? Find his name for me, and we'll see know. if he's on this list. Star guy. <laughs> star guy is star guy on here can i get star guy, star guy. <laughs> okay oh, i found him <clears throat> ninji although they did not appear in the credits they are actually ninjas in the game ninjas are star-shaped creatures that just jump around trying to jump into mario or luigi to hurt them so this one for oh, some man. reason was not listed i had to find another list so Hmm. Maybe this list isn't fully complete here. Maybe we've got a maybe we have an issue because I'm not seeing the chomp chomp on here. Oh, at we've all, got JD. issues. Let's move on. It's ten twelve. All right. Are you saying you want to move on? So we'll go. Ahead. I, I love it when you guys get like this. This is my favorite part of the podcast. When, when I, I, I don't know if I if I was right or not. All right, we'll you go ahead and give it to Spencer out. because everyone else has missed the boat on that one. So well done, Spencer. Since Ooh, everyone wow, is like so good. It's like that time in Thanksgiving where everyone's just done and ready to go home. So you just kind of give the turkey the leftovers away. So, all right. So, yeah. So this one, this one is going to be easy. All right. I think you guys will like this one. This one, I think we'll go in the same order. So, Devin. It's not over? No, I still have 14 more um, lists that we're going to go through. (laughs) Yeah. So, let's see if you guys can redeem yourself. This list, you guys will be guessing... Pro sports teams with animal mascots. I like it. I'm, I win. Oh, I am. I, I, I am. I, I, my goose is cooked. Oh, is this NCAA? Is this Major League? Is this okay. amateur? Is this just, 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 teams? just wait. Just wait. This. So this is from MLB? the NFL. NFL. NBA. Shut up for like two seconds. <laughs> this is tennis? from the NFL. MLS. Yes, the tennis. The tennis teams. It's from the tennis teams, Mike. This is all tennis. <laughs> Teams with mascots. An animal. Federer. Rafael Nadal's um, spirit animal is a. Uh, I don't know. Finish the John, joke, John Spencer. Mac- Finish the joke. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. 
All right, so this uh, is from the NFL, the MLB, whatever that is, the NHL, Major League Baseball, and I believe there's also some women's basketball on here. Yep. All right, so cool. NBA, NFL, MLB, and yes, no soccer. All right, so Devin, you're up. Um, I will take the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Steven. Why is this not listed they are alphabetically? They a major league baseball team based no, out of Arizona. Well done, Devin. The Diamondbacks. Wait, is this, is this if they have a mascot that's an animal or that like yeah. their name is after <clears throat> an animal? Mascot. Because they're... Mm-hmm. All right. What's the difference? Good question. My wife is crawling... My wife is crawling on the floor. This is like, I hate you. <laughs> All right, Mike, you're up. All right, so we're going to stay. We're going to stay in the state of Arizona because Devin started it off, and we are going with the Phoenix Coyotes. The Phoenix Coyotes. Why is this not alphabetical? What major league sport is that from? NHL. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I didn't know Arizona had a hockey team. I didn't they think do. ice could exist in Arizona. They're the, oh, they're it mascot can. It just costs a whole lot to keep it refrigerated. There. <laughs> Zing! All right, JD, you're up. Uh, I'm going to go pretty simple and say the Miami Dolphins. The Miami 